Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And it's truly an honor for us to be journeying with you. And thank you for joining us today for this episode. We are leaning into it because we've recently went through an exercise in our own company uh, over the last quarter, two quarters. And it's been incredibly powerful for me, Dr. Stephen, to talk about capacity. And today we're going to be talking about capacity, which tends to be oftentimes a, a little bit of a theoretical conversation. It can uh, it can go sideways. It can be uh, hard to measure and capture. And I love how we are able to capture capacity in a very structured way, in a way that is, um, I, I believe it's very thoughtful. Uh, it's purposeful because it's really designed to make sure that every person on our team actually is is performing at their highest level, that they're being heard, they're being supported, right? And they're actually able to perform at their best, right? So this is all about your team. This is a conversation about team and the culture and the performance uh, for everybody there. And we're going to have a conversation about capacity. This has been such a powerful exercise, Dr. Stephen, for, for myself to go through. I, I know for you, for our organization. And um, again, I'm looking forward to to the conversation we get to have today with uh, with our Remarkable CEO podcast. Yeah, this is a great leadership conversation. It's for the CEO and the COO. Um, this is about making the invisible visible, right? So we want to make sure we're barking up the right tree, guys, right? So, you know, when we talk about capacity, you know, this is a word that's almost up for interpretation, right? So everybody on your team, if you ask them, you know, what, when we're when we're asking you about where are you at in your capacity, uh, there there's going to be a lot of interpretations that you're going to come. So you've got to be really clear when you're trying to dig down and get a real answer, recognizing that this is a dynamic um, status. Okay, as you're checking in with everybody on your team, it's a personal status, and it's totally and absolutely comprehensive, right? So it's one of these things that it's like, it is subjective, but you've got to bring as much objectivity to it as possible, right? So we created um, this concept of the capacity tachometer, right? So, you know, I've heard about these different zones with comfort zone, stretch zone, stress zone, breakdown zone. So I don't know where I learned that, to be honest with you. I've heard it from four or five different leaders, but I wanted to turn it into a tool that we could use to really audit real time. Where are we as an individual and then collectively as a team? And of course, your business is your team, right? So it's like, we know that, you know, the business is always a reflection of your energy. When the energy's up, the practice is up. When the energy's flat, the energy's or the practice is flat. When the energy's down, the practice is down, right? So um, capacity would be one way to say this is where they are energetically, right? So um, when I look at capacity and I'm asking people, where are they at? Think of this as like, it's almost like a vessel. Like, like this is a, this is a real concept. When you ask, like, if you looked at a glass and it's a 16 ounce glass, and the 16 ounce glass has a capacity. It's 16 ounces of water. That's what a six, that's what a 16 ounce glass 
will be able to hold is 16 ounces of some fluid, some liquid, right? So if you put 16 0.00001 ounces of liquid into that 16 ounce container. It only has the capacity to hold 16 ounces. You're going to get a drip that goes off the side. It spills over, right? So literally 100% capacity means I can't hold anymore, right? I can't do anymore, right? So when you're asking your team, you want to get a sense of where are they in their capacity to do work, to produce, to produce outcomes, relative to a hundred percent of their capacity. Okay. So we created these zones. It's looks like a target concentric rings. If you watch any of this on YouTube, you know, it looks like that. And sorry, that's kind of washed out. You can't see it, but it looks like that. <laughs> Dr. Pete, I know we'll create a yeah. sexy infographic on it, but the essence of it is there are zones in these concentric rings. Picture a bullseye, right? And you get inside of this bullseye. And what you end up with is at the center of the bullseye is less than 70% capacity um, uh, is the, is the, is the red zone. Nobody wants to be in there, right? That's the death and dying zone, right? The 70 to 80% is the is the comfort zone from the 80 to 90% of capacity. That is the stretch zone from 90 to hundred percent capacity is the stress zone. And then over a hundred percent capacity is the breakdown zone, right? So here's the key to this, Dr. Pete is we want to ask the question, where are you relative to 100% of your capacity from an operational perspective here in the practice, in your role, you personally, not the business, where you are in the business right now, grade yourself zero to 100% capacity, okay? And use the context of, are you in the comfort zone? Are you in your stretch zone? Are you in your stress zone? Or are you beyond 100% of your capacity and you're in your breakdown zone? Doc, hundreds of our coaching clients have grown their businesses following our remarkable CEO program. Well, now it's your turn. We are kicking off a new cohort of remarkable CEOs this month. Enrollment's limited, so don't delay. If you're ready to turn your job into a business, make a bigger impact and a bigger income, the Remarkable CEO program is what you've been looking for. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash REM CEO to apply today. This is so powerful. I, even as you're, as you're talking about it, I'm, I'm just reflecting on, you know, doing the exercise myself, you've done the exercise, we do the exercise, we actually do the exercise as an organization and it's so powerful and it's, it's incredible um, to do. And so what I love about this is this applies to an employee who has been hired in the last 90 days and an employee who's been there for nine years. Exactly. Okay? And because the beautiful thing is because over time, our capacity does change our roles. As, as you enter into a new role, let's say you were a tech out CA and you're being, you're ascending into a role as a back office CA, you're a back office CA ascending into the role as an office manager. There is going to be a, a, in the transition of that change, you're going to feel that there's going to be a weight of it. And you're going to say, I used to feel like I have this much capacity, but now with all this change, I'm feeling like I have a different capacity. And the reason why, because you're learning a new role to so recognize that a lot of this is in the context of where you're at in your journey as a member of the team, what role you have, how much 
uh, responsibility that you have, how much accountability you have, what you're accountable to. And that can change. It can change if you have an employee and you're a front desk check-in CA and you have a checkout CA and that checkout CA, you know, something happens, they leave the job, they leave and you're left manning the front desk by yourself for a, for a month trying to toggle. And now you're like, I am way over my capacity. And we recognize Dr. Steven in that scenario, let's just say, if I was a front desk check-in CA and I was already at, let's say 85%, I said I was at 85%, but when, when, when Mary left the job and I assumed her position, I took on her scorecard, I felt like I was at 110%. That's right. I literally went from 85 to 90, I felt like I was 110%. And guess what? Spilling over. Literally yes, spilling over, spilling over, which means and things are falling through the cracks. Things are things are not getting that you're spilling over. You're breaking down. And that's breakdown zone, guys. And, and, and so what ends up happening is things start breaking down and that is not sustainable. Listen, there's going to be a percentage of time in any given quarter where you're going to you're going to be probably in a stress zone. It's going to happen. We're pushing towards we're putting on a big event, a P.A.D., We've got, you know, we, we did a, a big marketing weekend. We've got lots of new ones coming in. We're going to be, we're going to be cranking new patients and report of findings. And we're just going to be a busy couple of weeks. Like there's just going to be the reality or, Hey, we were bringing on a new employee and we're going to be training them. We're going to be doing extra trainings with them. There's just, so, you know, for a period of time, you're going to be in this, maybe what we might call the stress zone. I'm above, you know, 90%. And the, but the goal is never to live there, right? You can visit, but you can't stay. Okay. That's that 90 to 100%. It's going to happen. The ideal is that you spend 80% of the time in stretch zone because that's where you're, you're, that's where you're at your best. That's where you do your best work. You're the most productive. You're the most effective. It's sustainable. It's healthy. You feel a stretch, but you're not strained. You're stretched, not strained. When you go into, when you go into stress zone, you're straining now. And that's where it's like you start dragging. You go above 100%. The example I gave, check-in CA loses his, his or her checkout CA. Now they're carrying both your breakdown zone. That's that's not sustainable at all. Like that's that's just at any at any given moment, this thing can just collapse and fall apart. And then so so realistically, our goal is that we get into that 80 to 90% that stretch zone. If we drop below, we start going into the comfort zone. That's also a problem, right? Because below that leads to the death zone. We don't want to go down there. So between 70 and 80%, again, the goal is 10% of the time, maybe you go into the comfort zone. Why? Well, I accomplished this big project. We just made it through this big push we did through this campaign we ran. And I'm feeling on the other side a little bit like, oh, I can breathe again. You know, we hired and onboarded that staff member. Wow, I'm done with all those interviews. I'm done with all that. That was a lot of strain on me. I'm back into this zone. I'm feeling like I got my, uh, my, my breath back, my life back that comfort zone, but immediately you're going to go into that stress, stress zone again. If you don't get back into that stretch zone, you've got to get back into that again, getting back to what are my priorities, resetting your focus, resetting. So Dr. Steven, again, this is such an important conversation because it's again, it's meeting every team member right where they're at. And it's saying, listen, I hear you. I see you. I value you. And I want to make sure that we, we keep you in a place where you're healthy and your productive is so powerful. That's right. It's a leader's job to create an environment where people are going to be more successful with you than without you, right? There's a there's a consciousness here. We're in it for the long game, right? With a really healthy, productive team where we enjoy the benefits and productivity of that net net over a three, 
or 30 year run, right? So we got to protect that health. You know, you know, I love F1, you know, so the Formula One racing, it's like at the end of the day, why did they do pit stops, right? So this is a critical part of winning is just like, you have to have a sensitivity. There's like so much data coming back from those, from those cars that they're making decisions around. You need to, you need to pit, right? We need to change your tires. We need to gas you up, what have you. You also know I'm a, like you, Pete, I'm a CrossFitter, right? So, and I love to CrossFit. And I think that this is a perfect metaphor for CrossFit uh, or for running your practice when you're talking about your capacity zones, right? So if you're looking at this capacity tachometer, when you're in a wad, when you're in the middle of a workout, right? And you're getting after it, you know, the the goal is that 80% of the time you live in the stretch zone, right? So it stretches you, right? That's where hypertrophy ends up happening, right? So this is where we get stronger. We become a high, more highly functional human being when we, when we exert ourselves, experience metabolic reconditioning, right? So that all the goodies, right? This is where we break down muscle tissue so we can repair and rebuild stronger, right? So this is where all the good stuff lives is when you're in the stretch zone in that 80% zone, right? Now, during that workout, guess what? There will be times when you are drifting into the into the stress zone, right? But that stress zone is, that's going to be those final reps that you're pushing out or the minute 16, 17, 18, 19, and a 20 minute AMRAP, right? It's like when you know, like when you are cranking on that assault bike, it's like, man, I could not keep this pace up the whole time, right? What are you doing? You're getting into the stress zone. You're choosing to do that, right? And you also know that you spend time in the comfort zone as well, whether that's in the warm up or the cool down or the downtime between, you know, every minute on the minute rounds, right? So whatever it is, there is a comfort zone that you get back into and that's a natural thing. So here's our goal, guys. We want to teach our teams, listen, we're interested in the health of this business, which means we're in the he- interested in the health of this team, which means we're in the- interested in the health of you as a team member, right? So we're trying to get a finger on, a pulse on where are you right now in the last 60 days to 90 days, where have you been living? right? Are you in the comfort zone? Are you in the stretch zone? Are you in the stress zone? Are you in the breakdown zone, right? Make sure they understand exactly what you're asking them. Tell them that this is not a measurement of how hard you're working, how diligent you are, where, you know, whether you care, whether you're trying, what your value is, right? It's not a measurement of what is your capacity. This is literally based on your capacity. Where are you right now? We want that kind of feedback to them. We want to make sure that they know that our goal is that 80% of the time you live in the stretch zone and 10% of the time we live in the stress zone right? We welcome that because we know that that's where so much of the growth is going to happen and live, right? But then we get back into that stretch zone. And of course, we welcome those periods of rest when we pull back into our comfort zone. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, Remarkable CEOs. So I am honored today to be in the studio with an incredible chiropractor. I had an opportunity to meet him virtually during the pandemic. And now I'm having an opportunity to interview him today on our Remarkable CEO podcast. Um, His name is Dr. Andrew Powell, and he is coming to us all the way from Australia. I know some of you are listening are in Australia right now, but I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. So uh, it's just awesome to be with you here today. uh, And thank you for joining me on our podcast. 
And obviously this is a CEO podcast. And so we have selected specific people to come on our podcast who are experts and specifically doctors who can help you add more value to your community. And I'll tell you, I'm excited to, to bring Dr. Powell to us. He is a doctor. He's a chiropractor. Um, and he has a business called Better Balance Orthotics. And his business serves chiropractic and serves the chiropractic profession by helping their doctors help more people. I'm excited to dig in with you, Doc. You're also a doc who's been around the remarkable practice for a number of years. Um, and I know that running a very successful practice or practices as well. Um, and so we're excited to connect with you today. And Dr. Powell is also a success partner, a remarkable practice success partner, which is why he's here on this podcast uh, as one of my guests, because you are serving our profession, specifically coming alongside of our remarkable practice doctor. So doc, Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me here today and, and to join our, uh, our Remarkable CEO podcast and speak to our listeners. Yeah, awesome to be here. Thanks so much for having me. So right before we went uh, into the recording, I had an opportunity to uh, talk to Dr. Powell about his product and about what they're doing. And I'll tell you guys, just uh, I want you guys to lean in and listen to uh, the next 10 minutes because we're just going to dig in and talk about uh, just an innovation in the, in, the, in the place, in the marketplace when it comes to orthotics. This is actually new. Uh, and it's awesome what's happening. So, uh, Dr. Andrew, maybe I, I love hearing Genesis stories. Um, so I'd love to hear about the beginning. So even before I get to some of the questions I have for you, tell us a little about how this all began. How did you get interested in, in orthotics uh, initially and kind of uh, what's brought you all the way to this point? Sure. So um, orthotics is something that I've used in my practice for probably 10 or 15 years, right? I, I've got pretty pronated feet. I had flat feet as a kid. It's funny, everybody knew it. Nobody ever knew like you could do anything about it, right? So I was like the goalkeeper on my soccer team. I was just not very athletic, you know, and a lot of things that I look at now, I look back and go, if I knew what I knew now, those problems could have been solved. So I've used orthotics in the clinic for a long time. We understand that, you know, if our patient's feet are dysfunctional, their gait's dysfunctional, then that's really undoing a lot of the good work that we're doing in the practice. And so I've used a whole bunch of different orthotics companies over the years but when I came across this particular product, it was actually created by a medical doctor here in Australia to treat his daughter's scoliosis. It wasn't really designed for feet at all. It was about posture, about the brain. And um, being an AK-based doctor, you know, I'm really all about function, about neurology over just simple structural support. So I went and checked it out. And really what I found just blew me away. They, they work on a completely different level. It's truly functional it's kind of aligned with our chiropractic principles right you're not just supporting something like a crutch you're actually changing the neurology you're changing the whole really the whole structure in the body um so i was super excited to bring them into our practice and after working with them for about eight or ten years in our practice i uh, was given an opportunity to actually step in and take over the company and so um sadly the doctor who invented them dr ed butterworth passed away in 2020 um, so I feel like, you know, they've, they've created amazing things in our practice, but it's also exciting to carry on his legacy and bring them to the world. Yeah. I love that, that you were able to do that, that you were actually in a position to be able to step in. We talk about, uh, in our CEO podcast, the idea of expanding your business expansion of what you can do to make a bigger impact. And, um, I'm sure that him, he and his wife, who I know he's left his wife behind that they're grateful that you are carrying on their legacy, right? In so many ways. So I love that. And, and that's one of the beautiful things about building a remarkable business is you were actually in a position, you and your wife, to make this move, to acquire this business in addition to the businesses you already have. So I just, again, just celebrate that with you. This is a business 
podcast, we talk about you know, becoming remarkable CEOs and having remarkable lives, making a bigger impact and income, but not only dependent upon you. And you're, you're definitely doing that by using leverage and in so many ways. So doc, you know, one of the first questions we always ask is in regards, regarding a problem being solved, right? We say every business exists to solve a problem. And I think, um, your business solves more than one. So I would love to just ask that first question to you is, you know, what's the specific problem or problems that you would say, Better Balance Orthotics solves for chiropractors and for humanity? Yeah, I mean, for us, we focus on both of those things. We really do say that, that we solve two big problems. So first one is just on a clinical level, right? Every time a patient gets off your table, if their feet are dysfunctional, they're starting to recreate their problem. They're starting to walk that problem back in. So having these on your patient's feet is going to help your adjustments hold better. You're going to get better results in your practice. So we're solving a problem for the patient immediately. Um, and the other big problem really we focus on is that, you know, as highly skilled and trained professionals, we make a great living out of chiropractic, but we work pretty hard for it, right? At the end of the day, unless you're building some of these principles into your business, it is a, like dollars for time sort of business. And by the time you factor in, you know, your reception costs, your rent, all these kind of things, the profit margins that, that you really deserve to earn as a professional sometimes for many practices are not there. So having a product that creates a great stream of profit, not just income, but actual profit in your business, as well as a great outcome for the patient. You know, we kind of say, look, everybody wins, the doctor wins and the patient wins. So two big problems solved. Beautiful. Well, I want, I want to dig into both of those. I want to talk about uh, first um, patients are walking in with their problems again. I want, I want to talk about that because that's big. And, and getting them better results. We talk about, you know, getting better results even faster, right? It's one of the things that we teach in the remarkable practice when we talk clinically. Uh, so I'd love for you to unpack that first. And then the second thing is talking a little bit about profitability. Like what are potential, you know, income earning opportunities and what does that income earning potential potentially look like, especially, you know, maybe talking to a doctor like yourself has been doing this for eight to 10 years you know, what is a doctor looking at as far as, as that goes? I'd lo love to talk about both those things. So first, uh, the better results for the patient and what have you seen clinically happen to patients who use them versus those who don't even in your own practice? What I've seen, um, it just, it, it blows me away really. I mean, I've seen, for instance, I had a, um, a 70 year old patient recently had a series of falls and she came in, she said, you know, it came in with a walking stick and she said, I hate using this thing but I just don't feel confident without it. Um, we got some of these on her feet and within a couple of weeks, she threw away a walking stick. She said, I don't feel like I need it anymore. So, you know, there's so many applications. We've seen all sorts of like biomechanical, you know, shin spins, knee problems, back problems, a lot of neck problems and headaches, all sorts of physical stuff. The reality is that when you start to really look at your patient's feet, they're nearly all dysfunctional. Um, you know, I was like, how can this be the case? But when you think about it, we all wear shoes, we all walk on hard surfaces. Compared to, say, someone who ran barefoot around the jungle their whole life 10,000 years ago, our feet just never get the sort of input. And we know that it's input that lights up the brain. So our feet, but by extension, our brain just never get the sort of neurological input that they should be getting from our feet. And as a result, nearly all of our patients' feet are more or less dysfunctional. And that means every time they stand, every time they walk, they're sending incorrect messages up to the brain. And really, it's, it was discovered by Ed, the patient, the, sorry, the doctor who created these, that this is one of the primary drivers of scoliosis. So 
it's creating a lot of issues. It means, like I said, every time your patient steps off your table, they're immediately undoing your good work. So from a clinical point of view, I used to actually say to patients, oh, we're going to test these at the first progress exam. We're going to you know, correct a bunch of things first and we're going to use these to support what's left. But I've really changed my tune on that. We now do it right up front because I think if this is going to help you hold your adjustments better, why would I not want to do that right from day one? So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the changes as we've expanded the scope of how we use these in our practice and as we've, we've got feedback from other practices, it's people are just blown away, you know. Um, the, those results where people come in and they say, you know, oh, chiropractic's changed my life. I just love it, like blah, blah, blah. People talk about these in the same way. They're like, my life changed the day I got those on my feet. So as a clinician, that's really exciting to see people get those kind of results. Can you talk a little bit about structurally based versus functionally based? Because that is something I that was new to me. I hadn't heard that before. So the analogy I use for people a lot that seems to um, make sense with this, right? If you've got a back problem and you go and you wear a back brace in the short term, you're going to perhaps have less pain in your back. But in the long term, you're actually weakening the back, right? Because you're taking away the function of those muscles. You're doing their job for them. And a traditional orthotic does much the same in the foot, right? It's pushing the foot into an arch, but it's not actually creating any sort of lasting change. And in fact, because it's taking away the function, it's often actually weakening the muscles in the feet. So what I see is people can wear, and I had this experience myself of wearing orthotics for like 10 years and having no functional change in my foot, right? As soon as I step off the orthotics, it's like I never stepped on them in the first place. These are completely different because they don't provide support, they provide stimulation. So they stimulate the muscles to actually fire and naturally form a better arch. They're rehabilitating the feet, right? I have better arches in my feet now at 45 years old than I've ever had in my whole life. They're visibly different, they're functionally different. And so we talk about stimulation, not support. A traditional orthotic is like just using a pair of crutches. Um, this is really about retraining, not only the foot, but but all the muscles really, and ultimately the brain, retraining the brain to actually function more functionally, you know, to set up better posture, really. Our brain expends so much resources just adapting to gravity. And if we can improve that, everything becomes more efficient. Wow, I love that. Um, I love this concept of, you know, stimulation and rehabilitation and that that's an ongoing process. I love that, um, how dynamic that is truly and how personal and customized that can be. And will be. Um, you and I could go down another trail just talking clinically here, but let's let's keep it keep it uh, on the rails a little bit here. So, of course, my mind goes to now. All right, so this is another um, another thing to do in the practice, right? Um, I'm thinking about okay, what what does that look like as far as very practically? So, walk me through, you know, because we talk about return on the investment, right? Time, energy, focus, and money. Can you talk a little bit about practical integration of this? Uh, into a business, into a practice, whether it's a busy practitioner or maybe a practitioner who's just starting out in practice anywhere in between. Um, how does this, how do we measure ROI in the terms of time? Like how much time does it take to test somebody, to fit somebody? What time does it take to fulfill the orders for these folks? Um, what timing you look like as far as people starting to see results from using them? Um, how, what about the energy that's required of the team to be able to actually bring this into the business like what type of uh, energy is going to look like to study this to, to learn this to actually leverage it and to do it um what about marketing like internal external marketing digital marketing is that something that you can use this for 
Um, what are the different ways as far as time, energy, and focus is being used to generate more revenue? I'd love to just unpack that just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, this is something that we've really worked on, right? Because we've used these, like I said, for probably 10 years or so in our practice. But the original doctor who created them as genius as he was, was terrible at basically everything that you just described. And so the the application was terrible. They would be sent to the practice in a blank form and somebody would have to sit and fill them out. And um, it took time. They, you'd have to buy the stuff to fill them with, all of that when we took over the company, we basically sat down and said, what is everything that we find to be a pain in the ass about these? And let's fix that. And we've really spent a year doing that. And we've got it just super streamlined in our practice now. So when somebody comes on board with us, they get all of the resources, you know, we give them the, here's the emails you send to your database. Here's how to apply these in your practice right from day one. So you hit the ground running and you're well in profit literally on the first day. So we've really tried to make every step of the process easier in terms of how you communicate with the patient and the actual testing that you do. You know, you could probably do it in a minute, let's say one to three minutes to do the testing and then to actually um, measure them up for the customized, maybe another less than a minute. So it's not a lot of time. You can train um, your staff to do a lot of that process as well. One of the things I love about them is when patients stand on them, they feel the changes immediately. We're testing strength of muscles, balance, stability, posture, and they, they feel it. And it's you know, a lot of people laugh at such a dramatic thing. And so oftentimes what comes out of the patients, but the first thing they say is, where can I get some, right? It's like, they're just that blown away immediately. So you get a lot of immediate buy-in from the patient. They've got this real kinesthetic experience of feeling an immediate change in their body. And so there's not a big sales process. You know, I, I don't ever try and convince anyone when it comes to these. Um, so we used to do it a little later in our process. Now we do do it up front and it becomes, I mean, I get that there's a lot going on clinically and we've got a lot to do, but once you kind of, um, once you have a little experience of this, it's very, very easy. It's very seamless. And then that's all I do. Basically I, we supply a prescription pad, it takes me literally three seconds to fill it out. I just tick the, the different pockets that I want filled on the orthotics, fill in the size, and I just send it out to the front desk with the patient. They take payment, they do all of that. They take a photo of that prescription and they send it through to us and we uh, create the orthotic based on their prescription. Currently, our usual turnaround time is 24 to 48 hours to get it out the door. We express post it back to the practice. So um, again, people are often blown away by the turnaround. It's like, you know, they've got them within two, three days. Um, so patients are excited there because they've had that experience of standing on it. They're usually really excited to get them. Like they can't wait to get them on their feet. And in terms of getting results, it's, it's almost immediate. In many cases, um, people often ring the next day and they're like, you know, just raving about it. So we've really put a lot of focus into trying to streamline this. I mean, you know, like you guys, I'm busy in practice. I don't need one more thing to do, but this it, it's easy it improves the outcomes that you get. So it actually saves you time in the long run. And, you know, the nice thing is that it's also a really good source of profit in your practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, if you can have, like you said, and maybe we said this earlier, but you know, so much of our practice is a pound of our flesh and hour of our time. And this is something that actually helps someone get results, but doesn't, it doesn't require you. It's you're using leverage. You're leveraging this 
this technology, I'm going to call it a technology of sorts because the stimulation and, and the rehabilitation that's happening while they're not in your office. I think about the three legs of the stool of the results, right? Doing those exercises at home. Well, guess what? As long as you have your shoes on, you're using your orthotics, you're doing your, you're doing your supportive exercises at home, you know, so that's powerful. Um, last thing, I, I know that some of the listeners here are, are going to be in Australia and some of them are going to be in other parts of the world. And I know many of them are in, in North America. Can you talk a little bit about licensure? Cause I know you had talked about how, um, right now you guys are licensed in Australia with the TGA. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that looks like and what we can expect here, potentially here in the rest of the world with the FDA and things like that? Sure. So the TGA is just the Australian version of the FDA, basically. So these are licensed as an approved medical device with the TGA. Um, they're available for health fund rebates in Australia. I know we have different systems to you guys, but you know, private health people can claim back almost all the cost, which makes another thing that's really nice for people because they're, they're not particularly out of pocket. Um, FDA approval is in the pipeline. So um we have looked into and applied for them to be licensed at the moment. We do send to a couple of practitioners in the States, but they're not kind of covered under that current system. But um, hopefully within a few months that will change. So we're really excited about currently we, we um, supply to Australia and New Zealand. But I think when I look around, I haven't seen anything else anywhere in the world that ticks the boxes these tick. So we're really excited to be looking at getting them into North America. Beautiful. Well, we look forward to that. Um, final question, bonus question here. How do our doctors who are listening, get in contact with you? What's the best way for them to connect with you, to connect with your company, learn more? What do you, uh, what do you suggest next steps would be? The easiest thing is probably just to reach out through our website, which is betterbalanceorthotics.com. Um, you know, if they, they reach out through there, that's going to come direct to me and my wife at the moment. We're a two man team. Um, although that's going to grow. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Excellent. You guys heard it here. It's betterbalanceorthotics.com. Dr. Andrew Powell, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me here today. Thank you for being one of our remarkable success partners. Thank you for being an incredible practitioner uh, and serving chiropractic and helping more chiropractors help more people and joining me today on the podcast. I'm speaking on behalf of Dr. Steven, as well as all of our podcast listeners. We appreciate you. And I look forward to seeing you on a future episode here in the near future. Everyone else, take care. Have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.